and welcome into this new edition of the dagger it's a little bit different dagger for those who are used to the revamp i'm justin pierce uh cory kennedy what's up my man it's been a while hey everybody hey jp good to see you uh we are back at it um a little bit of a hiatus there but i'm excited we have a fun little thing we're gonna switch up the show a little bit during a crazy time of the nba playoffs which is so much news going on yeah so like what Corey said i mean we're gonna keep the revamp format we're not gonna do it every week like we uh, like we said, I, I know it, it gets pretty hectic with, uh, our, our work schedules and stuff like that, but, uh, just to keep, just to keep some content going in, uh, in now your guys' ears, we're going to start a, a new series called, uh, the dagger react. So, uh, you can call it dagger react, the dagger react. I like dagger react a lot better. And, uh, I think we're going to go with that, but. Uh, Dagger React is just something that we're going to do. It's, it's going to be short, sh much shorter episodes and maybe 25 to 30 minutes of straight reactions from what we've seen throughout some of the playoffs that are happening so far. And we'll go over, we'll go over specific series as well. Uh, I mean, we have a lot, a lot of NBA to talk about, but most importantly, we got to talk about Lakers Suns. uh, going to school in the state of Arizona, being from Southern California, this is right in our ballpark. So we're going to spend the majority of to, uh, of this week's show of this week's dagger react rather for those uh, for that specific matchup. So uh, we're going to go over a little bit of Clippers too. Don't worry, but uh, Corey, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what do you think about the Suns and what they've been doing in the playoffs so far? I mean, winning in the first round, in six games over the defending champions. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that says a lot about what the Suns are really building in Phoenix. I mean, what, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the house was rocking last night in Phoenix um, for their, their first round uh, or the first game of the second round. So, I mean, they're really building up something. The momentum is really swinging in their favor. Um, and I think, you know, we talked about this in our last, our last episode that I thought maybe Chris Paul was, he had the most approved kind of underrated somebody that, um, a guy that's been trying to make it to the Western Conference Finals, trying to make it to the finals and get his and get a championship ring. And um, we saw, we, we were like, hey, you know, he's going to play the Lakers. I had the Lakers winning in six um, and and things kind of turned, you know, events turned in that way, AD with the groin injury. Um, so that, that was definitely unfortunate for the Lakers and, and company. But, um, but yeah, the Suns are really working. I really like what they're doing. Devin Booker came to life and kind of, we saw this at the tail end of the bubble Unfortunately, they didn't make it into the playoffs, but we're seeing how Booker is kind of coming to life. He's pulling up to the games in these awesome old school cars. And uh, the Suns are really building a brand here um, in the NBA playoffs. And Chris Paul has just been ice cold um, in the first round with the Lakers and then last night, too, um, in the in the first game. So, uh, yeah, so I, I'm really liking what the Suns are doing. Yeah, the Suns are very hot like hotter yeah. than the Arizona desert. I mean, they've been, uh, they, ever since the bubble, I mean, people can make fun of the bubble all they want. I mean, they can call the Lakers defend, uh, the fake champions, the, um, bubble champions, uh, for not, yeah. Mickey mouse for, <laughs> for what, for that rather. I mean, they dealt with injuries and they, they at least have an excuse, but, uh, what people don't yeah. really want to take away from that bubble is the fact that the Suns really built their culture in the bubble. I mean, they went eight and mm -hmm. eight and zero in the playing games. I mean, they don't get some of the signings that they did this offseason if it weren't for the bubble. For example, Chris Paul trade that was yeah. massive for them. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, for example, another example, Jay Crowder signing. I mean, Jay Crowder was a free agent, just went to the finals with the Miami Heat the, yeah. the year prior and then signed with the Suns. And he's looking to make another finals appearance as well. I mean, the Suns have a good chance in the West to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Devin Booker as well, too. Devin Booker has just been balling out, and he's probably yeah. up there for top two shooting guard in the NBA if you're counting, uh, yeah. counting James Harden as a number two. If you're counting Kyrie Irving as a number two as a as a shooting <laughs> guard, I think he's probably yeah. up there. I think Booker is probably yeah. up there for the best shooting guard in the NBA uh, right now. I don't think anybody is close to touching him in terms of what yeah. he really brings to the table. And he has, I mean, he has confidence. He has swagger to him. I mean, it's it's kind of Mamba-esque, if you ask me. And Kobe, uh, Kobe had a good fortunate, uh, after the first couple of years, he had Shaq. And then from there, it was uh, Kobe really developing into a star and being a good co-star with uh, Shaquille O'Neal in those early 2000 Laker teams. It's but Excuse me, sorry about that. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were about to play some highlights there, but no, uh, yeah, no, Devin Booker is, uh, I mean, Devin Booker's really coming to his own. He's really, he's really, he really is Mamba-esque and, uh, yeah. uh, and DeAndre Aiden as well. It, it feels like they're a really great combination of uh, what kind of phase, kind of a good little phase of what Shaq and Kobe were uh, back in their, back in the early Laker days. But we got, we got, we also got to bring up this too. Like Devin Booker's living the perfect life, man. I mean, he's dating Kendall Jenner. I mean, he's making I millions. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's making millions. Uh, like, dang, uh, he, he's making millions playing in the NBA. I mean, he's in the playoffs too, really balling out. I mean, he's really coming into his own. And like, he, I mean, he's living the perfect life right now, man. That, that, that dude is legit the new king of the NBA, it seems like. Oh, I, I mean, I, it might be too early to uh, dethrone LeBron, but oh, he, LeBron looked. <laughs> LeBron, we're we're gonna get to the Lakers in Is a second, time to, but yeah, but uh, LeBron looked very old in that in that in he that did. series. So, um, yeah, do you want to go into that now? Actually, well, my quick question too is about like all the the Miami Heat. You know, all the teams that went uh, deep into the bubble last year. I mean, even if you look at the Celtics too, Danny Ainge and. Brad Stevens, you know, getting citing fatigue from the bubble. Um, all these teams that went deep into the playoffs last year, Lakers especially too. I mean, they they've kind of got wiped out here in the in this first round of the playoffs. Um, do you think it, it's um you think this was a bad idea to um you know when the NBA looks back on this, like it was this a bad idea to bump back you know or go so deep into the playoffs and during the middle of a pandemic, force these players to be isolated and then. Now you see with the Lakers bouncing the first round, you know, LeBron, you said, you know, he was looking old. AD never really got healthy this whole year. I mean, even when he was on the court, he was, um, didn't look very well. And yeah. Charles Barkley called him street clothes, um, <laughs> and, which was, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty funny. But when you think about it, it's like, dang, these guys are, I mean, he's not very old. I mean, he's still a young player. And what well, that, that? What, well, that's just, that's just the nature of AD. Like AD has these yeah. small injuries and, uh, they yeah. build up slowly and uh, causing much fatigue and they're causing a lot of uh, um, questions about his injury about if he's injury prone or not. But uh, yeah. LeBron was also injured too. KCP was also injured. Like this wasn't just an, uh, mm-hmm. an Anthony Davis thing. This was a uh, beaten down Lakers team pretty much. And that's why they got the seventh seed because 
I mean, LeBron was the MVP before one of the um, favorites for MVP rather before that, uh, before he got injured, before Solomon Hill fell on his ankle. So uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's a very, that's a very big deal. I mean, it's, it's really, it really, I, I have more questions about LeBron next year than I ever yeah. did uh, in, throughout his entire career, because this is two big injuries in three seasons. Mm-hmm. Like this could be, this yeah. could be really crucial for him moving forward, but um, let's, let's, let's talk Lakers. Why not? Yeah, let's talk go, Lakers. Yeah. What what went wrong with the Los Angeles Lakers in that first round series? I know they lost in six games. I know they were the seventh seed, and this could this could have easily been a second round matchup or even the Western Conference Final. I mean, what what happened to the Lakers this series? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to go into. I think maybe off off the top of my head too, this the center situation was, was kind of interesting. I think the the year just kind of felt like it was all blurred together with the end of the bubble, you know, you're defending world champs. They never really got a, a parade that, you know, they never really got to fully celebrate that. They just dropped the, the, the banner, the championship banner on in April of this year. Um, I believe it was when they allowed fans to come back. So everything kind of got mushed together. And, um, but I guess before I get too ahead of myself, the, the, the center situation where Montrez Harrell, a guy who was, you know, reigning six man of the year was getting two minutes, zero minutes, uh, DNP's, you know, um, coach's decision. Um, and then you have Andre Drummond that ended up, that was kind of a, I think it definitely is getting more hate than anything. Um, he played a lot without AD and LeBron um, for the short time that he was there. And then I, I don't think he was really expecting that too, to be kind of the guy on quote unquote guy for the Lakers. Um, and then his last game didn't, didn't play. Um, and then Gasol getting the start in that final elimination game um and and the center situation just never really panned out and I think that's something that the Lakers really fine-tuned and got really honed in with JaVale McGee Dwight Howard and 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 all that stuff all together so yeah um I think I think the center situation that was a weird one a head scratcher for sure Harold I know took the social media a couple times to kind of you know either calm the haters down or kind of take his emotions out or whatever but that was interesting. And I, but I think the main thing is that AD, AD being hurt and it kind of shows that LeBron, I mean, the legacy of LeBron, I don't know, I don't know how much this hurts his legacy, but I think that AD has got to be that guy and he's got to be more healthy. He's got to do whatever he can this offseason to be healthy, be there on more games for LeBron. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely more of a responsibility for AD to come back next year and be in shape because it, it seemed like last season he was not in shape at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, from what 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 is circulating around the sports media market, I mean, it, it just seemed like Anthony Davis did not uh, take his body seriously throughout mm-hmm. the short off season that they had, and it really cut. It's a really big cause for concern for the Lakers and they should really see what they could try to get for Anthony Davis as wild as that sounds because his injuries, he's, he's approaching 30. I mean, his injuries aren't going to get better than what they are right now. So I, I would definitely see what, what's out there and what he could get. I mean, in terms of the NBA season, as you mentioned earlier, I mean, a 56 game season would have been fine. I definitely would Mm -hmm. not have done a, I definitely would not have done 72. I thought that was a lot, maybe even 48 games and yeah. really shorten it down, uh, shorten it down for some of the players. I know it, it, it can get really rough there during uh, that 
like after Christmas during the February, March, April months, like it could get really tough. And like, who knows about the pattern of uh, the pattern of some of the rest of the seasons as well. So uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how the NBA goes about next season when, when their draft is their combine summer league and stuff like that. Cause they're going to want to get stuff back going and back in business. I mean, as yeah. much as Adam silver has been the like scapegoat for some of this stuff. I mean, everyone's really in that situation right now. Like a lot of the winter sports, I mean, NHL is in that situation too. They're still continuing the ceiling cup playoffs. I mean, it, it really, it's a, it's a tough situation for, you know, businesses and, uh, sports yeah. businesses rather in the u.s so we'll see we'll see what happens and i'm really looking forward to uh seeing how that goes but yeah, yeah with real quick just to just to touch on the ad point too i think getting up there getting close to the 30s i think maybe you you kind of all go through it as you you know you're getting older you're in high school you don't need to warm up you just go right into it you know what you're fine the next day but then as you get into college okay i need to warm up more i need to focus on my body more and then i think ad is kind of approaching that getting close to 30 so maybe he has to take that stuff where he couldn't really do this when he was 24, 25, or, you know, 22, 23, 24. Um, so I think AD has got to approach that in a different way. And I mean, he's got a great teammate in LeBron to, to model that after and, you know, go LeBron, you know, spending a million dollars plus on his body every year um, and his recovery and strength and all that stuff. So maybe AD needs to take a page out of LeBron's book um, and, and go that route too. But I mean, also too, COVID was, you know, we were still in the middle of a pandemic playing the season and the, the protocol, the COVID protocols were, were really tight and strict where guys were missing up to three weeks, um, 20 days of, uh, of time where if they tested positive or if they came into contact, depending on, there was a lot of different factors and that changed throughout the whole year when vaccines came in and different stuff like that. But um, Lakers had their COVID problems too. And um, not, not problems, but you know, they had to deal with it as well. But yeah. um, so I mean, it, it, it's a tough year. And I think now that we're in playoffs, we're kind of regular seasons kind of been put behind us, but I think some stuff will, we'll kind of see the effects of this, the, this, this bubble year and this year, we'll kind of see the effects of this long-term. I feel like. Yeah. Just it, fatigue wise. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that happens. I mean, I, I, uh, yeah. um, year between year 17 for LeBron and year 19 and just see, it feels like one big giant year, uh, yeah, true. Year, yeah. year 19 coming up for him at least so that's um, crazy 19 years man yeah that's 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 wild but let's talk about the flippers uh i i mean whoa, the clippers. Whoa, whoa. I, I mean the clippers uh sorry uh yeah so the clippers uh they did actually come back from a 2-0 deficit i don't think they should have been down 2-0 anyways to the mavericks but they came back they won the series in seven games uh uh against luka Doncic. uh absolute great basketball player i mean un unbelievable insane. handles are there uh shout out to everyone who doubted if he could play in the nba uh said alonzo alonzo trier was way better like rashad phillips on twitter oh, yeah. <laughs> uh but uh yeah i mean the clippers it seemed like they got a bad break last year in the bubble uh their mm -hmm. their superstars choked in when it mattered most uh they yeah. didn't really have the, they didn't really have the uh, attitude of wanting to be in the bubble. Uh, Lou Williams had the chicken wing incident. Montrose Hero got limited <laughs> playing time this uh, last year and this year as well. He barely saw the floor for the Lakers. But uh, yeah. just what what's really changed with the Clippers? I mean, do you see a change at all between this year and last year? And if not, I mean, what's the problem? And 
If so, what what what's really changed uh, for this franchise? You know, after after about uh, ten minutes into Game Three, I saw the change. The change was there. Um, so, but the first two games, I was like, "Hey, this is the same old Clippers. Gonna go ahead, go ahead and embarrass the city of LA. You know, the they're the Clipper Nation. I mean, you know, just just with these two All Stars and Kawhi and PG, I was like, I, I was." I mean, honestly, I'm not surprised by anything at this point after the 3-1, you know, getting blown up by that. Um, but I was like, just the way that they handled the end of the regular season, kind of, you know, tank tanking, I guess, if you want to call it. Um, and But I think the main thing was they weren't, the, the starters, they weren't getting the reps they need to um, to to hit the playoffs. And that really, it hit them hard. It hit them, it hit them like a hangover. And that in the first two games, they, Kawhi, PG, they didn't look like they want to be out there. Um, they, they, their team, they look super rusty. It's like you're trying to, you know, it's like it's like taking off a month of golf and then trying to hit, you know, go go, go ahead and play 18 holes, see see how good your game is there. Um, so it was like it felt weird to, that they decided to do that at the regular season and then put themselves in a in a 2-0 or 0-2 hole. Um, but then something happened when they they went to Dallas and they were down, I think they were down by like 18 points. Um, I thought they were headed for a sweep. I was like, I was like, okay, I mean, th- this is the only, this is really the last part part you can do anything if if they don't respond here, their season's probably over. The whole Clippers, uh, Paul George, Kawhi is over with, and um, you go back to the drawing board, I guess. I mean, but they a huge thing happened, and they they the mentality switched. I don't know if it's Ty Lue, I don't know if it's Kawhi being just more in tune, being kind of changing his leadership role. Um, but but I'm really I'm really uh, happy that the Clippers were able to change that mentality, make those in-game adjustments. So hats off to those guys for making the adjustments to defend Luca um, and, and figure out a way to make, I mean, he's Luca really scored. He's scored 46 points, historic, historic first round for a player of his age, 22 years old. I mean, just, this was really a historic um, round really. I mean, the way to put it um, for Luca. as far as, but yeah, for what Luca did. Yeah. Um, I was just for, making sure. Yeah, I mean, well, there's actually there's a lot of there's a lot of history in this in this round. I, I think it was kind of a slept on round too. I feel like it wasn't because um the uh, I was uh, the only was game first seven game. though. It was the yeah, only game, game seven. Set. I mean, this is an insane series. I think if it was another team besides Clippers, if the Clippers weren't in this round, this would have been like the the holy grail of, of series. I mean, game seven, superstars scoring 40, 30, 45. Um, and I mean, this was the first game, uh, or it was only. It was about to be the first game to have all the road win, the road team win every game except for the Clippers. Yeah. So that was incredible. Yeah. Um, so the first six games of that series were were the road team winning. So that, that was something that never happened before. And then yeah. why and the Clippers take uh take game seven in L- in LA, of course. So um yeah, no, that's that was uh that was a big series. That was a big uh comeback for the Clippers. That was they needed that more of a sigh of relief than anything. Yeah, that was a huge thing of relief. And going into Dallas, uh, game six, facing elimination, 18,000 fans, biggest NBA crowd in the last two years. Um, so that was a really hostile environment. And I'm honestly surprised that the Clippers were able to hold on to that lead, gain the lead, and close out the game. I think that's, the, for a long answer, it's, yes, they've, they've changed their mentality and they're able to close out these games. And But this is just the first round, so... You know, it's, it's it's a huge scare for the first round. They are and, still searching for their first conference finals, gentlemen and ladies yeah. listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, yeah. But they they speaking of that second round, this is the Clippers 
Uh, this is the Clippers nightmare, nightmare round. Uh, they oh, God. they are 0-4 uh, anything in advancing onto the conference final. So they have never made it in their 51. Uh, this is their 51st season. They have never made it in their uh, 50 seasons as a franchise. So uh, they, yeah. have a, they have a good task in front of them. They, ha- they have the Utah Jazz uh, coming in very, like, very hot. I mean, they lot, mm. they dropped game one without Donovan Mitchell, and then they won four yeah. straight uh, against yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies, who were the number technically the number nine seed, but they they were the eight with the with the playing game. But Corey, what do you think is uh, going to be the biggest thing for the Clippers uh, to move on in advance? I know they they match up really well uh, along the wings, but other than mm. that, it just seems like they're outdueled in every other position. Yeah, I know. I think the first the first two games are definitely going to be another adjustment factor, um, and so because they really changed their whole their whole kind of team uh, format to to guard Luca and to guard the supporting cast around Luca, they ended up going playing small ball where Zubox didn't play that much, um, and uh, and not using and Serge Ibaka was out the whole series. He's not traveling to Utah as well, so um, really they went small ball and were able to rotate around. Uh, switch switch off of Luka Doncic and um, try to defend almost almost playing a half zone kind of adjacent slide almost like lacrosse like they were they were yeah. moving that around um, with Luka so um, they're gonna have to change their whole mentality again so they're gonna have to go against and uh, defend Gobert on the inside who I feel like he's upped his offensive game as well around the boards um, and so or around the glass on offense and so Gobert is gonna be a, a nightmare. Um, I think they're going to have to, it might take a game or two just to figure out how to guard Gobert again. Um, and then we'll see Donovan Mitchell. He had an insane run in the bubble last year, but I, I do think things are different though. We're seeing different things from different players. We're, uh, we're seeing yeah. the younger generation of NBA stars really come up on their mm-hmm. own. I mean, yeah, a lot yeah. of the old, uh, I mean, not a lot of the older guys, but a lot of the, uh, guys on the tail end of their career they're kind of spinning out because of the fatigue from the bubble and uh from last year i mean in a normal season i don't know how this would go but it's mm-hmm. good that we're finally seeing the younger group of stars come up and do their thing i, I think Kawhi and paul george yeah. are really the only uh besides the nets players katie Kyrie, and uh james harden i think they're the only real group of stars left from that yeah. age group to where in that to where they could advance to the finals and potentially play the nets i mean that's a real possibility but i'm not yeah. going to go that far i still think the clippers flip-flop they lose in six to the uh they lose in six to the to the uh utah jazz i think they go up two one um i think the mm-hmm. jazz win game one Kawhi takes over in game two uh paul george has a big game in game game three as wild as mm-hmm. i would ever say that because <laughs> you guys know how i feel about paul george uh, and then the Jazz really click and then find their own in four, games four, five, and six. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a great series, one of the best series we'll see in the second round. Uh, the, okay. Yeah, but real quick here, let's go over some of the uh, – just really blaze over some of the some of the other first-round action that we saw uh, throughout the NBA playoffs. I know if you have any additional comments, Corey, please chime in. I definitely will. Yeah. Um, Let's 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 check in with uh, Miami. See how they're doing. Oh Miami! Okay, we'll go Miami. <laughs> are they are they in Cancun yet or what? I know. Uh, I know that one. <laughs> yeah, Miami man getting swept 4-0 to the Bucks. Um, 
really showed no life. And um, yeah, that, that was a tough one. That was really kind of got swept under the rug series. Um, kind of honestly probably hurt the Bucks too, because they, now they're going to have, they're facing the Nets right now. Uh, I think you're already down 2-0. Um, so, I mean, the, the Miami, they, they're feeling the, the, the hurt, the effects of the bubble. And I think that's a huge thing. Um, they're they're going to have to figure out a lot in this offseason too to see like, you know, what, what their brand is. And the guys that went off for them in the bubble didn't really perform. Jimmy Butler got asked to do way too much last year. The Heat, they, they got hot in the end of the season, the, the last quarter of the season, but it just never really amounted to anything. So, um, yeah, that was like kind of a swept under the rug. Like, wow. I mean, yeah. these guys are defending Eastern Conference champions. Swept. I, they, like, they seemed like the biggest bubble frauds of all time. More than the Lakers combined. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the Celtics and the rest of the teams that made it through. Yeah, I think right? if anything, it, I guess it shows what the East is made of. I mean, is it is it the East that weak really overall? Because I mean, the Western these Western teams are showing up every I mean, year. I mean, the Bucks and, did get better, but they did yeah, the just lose. Got, they they're down two zero to the Nets. They just lost by thirty eight points, but um, yeah, to them. But I I really just thought. I thought the Bucks would win the East, honestly, after that series. And then, you know, they're kind of falling flat yeah. in their face right now. But yeah, I mean, it's tough when you got to face against KD, Kyrie, Harden. Harden with that hamstring injury, too. I mean, and they're still, the Bucks are still able, or the Nets are still able to take care of the Bucks. But, and KD, KD last night, I think he is really kind of showing that vintage KD flair um, that, that I, I think he's, and he's not, I don't think he's at 100% fully. I think he's still, we're gonna. It's gonna be dangerous to see him. He's he's the, hooping. The, he is. Yeah. He is hooping like really, really well in the in the playoffs so far. But, um, yeah. yeah. So the Nets they they destroyed the Celtics as well. Um, what else? The the Hawks in the in the next series. That was a fun series. Trey Trey Young's Trae a villain uh, to New York <laughs> now. He might be a new villain to Philly. We'll see. But I like I like the good villain in Trey Young. I think the NBA needs yeah. a new villain. Uh, I think the fan, I, the fans, we can get to another time, another day, but, uh, and all that chaos, but, um, yeah, no, Trey Young's the new villain on the, on the East coast, it seems like, and, you know, it's good to see Atlanta basketball play really well, because I I thought at the beginning of the year, they were going to be the biggest surprise. And then Lloyd Pierce kind of really screwed that team up somehow. And they, he got fired. And then now the Hawks are the four seed and, uh, they're they're up on the on the Sixers 1-0 in the first round so uh it should be a fun series I like the I like the Hawks honestly yeah Uh, I was just gonna say that too I think the Hawks can win tonight and I think with a little bit banged up of Joel Embiid I think the Hawks can take this one and be kind of like you're saying that that kind of villain underdog villain um that that I think the NBA it I mean honestly any sports league needs this type of fun yeah fun thing and I mean yeah the fans were just acting up like crazy those people the the fans they forgot how to act and people are coming back to, to nba arenas like and like they totally yeah. forgot how to act like uh, honestly uh, adults but the hawks yeah the, the knicks losing 4-1 in that series that was probably one of the bigger but besides the the heat getting completely swept and dominated the the uh the knicks losing 4-1 and, and randall kind of just totally i mean i don't know if you want to say choke but he, at one point, he was shooting twenty four percent from the field uh, early in the season. Yeah, they. I mean, over. they struggled on the road in Atlanta. They definitely did. Yeah. I think the nerves got to yeah. them, and the bigger crowd there in Georgia really, really set the tone. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah. yeah. Shout out to the Knicks for a great season though. They, everyone thought they were going to be a lot in last place. I definitely yeah. thought they were, uh, Tom Thibodeau won coach of the year. So congrats to him. Julius Randall most improved. Uh, yeah. but yeah, two more series we're going to go over. Uh, I don't think we need to go over the jazz series. Uh, they, they, they took care of business, uh, yeah. Philly, Philly with, uh, um philly washington. yeah philly beating washington and a gentleman sweep i mean russell westbrook and bradley beal uh don't have enough pieces around them to really yeah. get the job done i mean what do you think that the that the wizards should do with bradley beal i mean mm. uh should they trade him should they move russ what what's going to happen with that uh with that team if if i'm lebron i'm calling bradley beal every day to get him on get him on the <laughs> lakers purple and gold i think i think beal has got to move on and another guy too, we, we can talk about this. Um, or yeah, I'll just go into it. The the uh, Damian Lillard too. I think. Yeah, Lakers, that was and, that was our last Dallas. series that we were gonna go over. Yeah, yeah. So, so I would I mean, say, <laughs> Beal and Lillard would be a great combination. I think. Uh, um, Portland just fell to the Denver Nuggets without Jamal Murray. So that's a that's mm-hmm. a really big red flag for the Blazers franchise. But if I if I'm Damian Lillard, I either i do one i i request a trade or two yeah. i call up every single star around the league and say hey what yeah. what's it going to take for you to come to this destination what's it going to take for us to win yeah. a championship because cj mccollum is there he's a great shooter but they didn't they never had the wing pieces to really contend and that's the biggest difference right now in the nba is your wing defending and how you shoot along the perimeter, because a lot of these teams are not using bigs in the playoffs. Like they're going yeah. with a much smaller lineup. It seems like, except for mm-hmm. Dallas, Dallas, I don't know what they were doing, but uh, it just seems like they're going with much yeah. smaller lineups, more, more versatile lineups. Like they'll mm-hmm. have a center out there. That's six, eight, six, nine, uh, who can play yeah. the four can't play the five, like stuff like that. So um, I think that, Portland needs to really see what they are without Terry Stotts, who just uh, got relieved of his duties. And I think they need to go out and get someone that Damian Lillard wants. And if it's not the right fit for Dame, he could request a trade. I mean, uh, is it worth it for him to be loyal and fail in the playoffs every year? I mean, he has his, he has his money. I mean, that's not the issue. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if he put himself in a bad spot by saying that, like kind of, you know, claiming his loyalty to Portland and saying, you know, I want to win, win a ring here. I want to win it the hard way. I don't want to jump off, you know, jump ship and go somewhere else. But I mean, I mean, he technically didn't have to say that, you know, he could always be thinking yeah. that. And, and now he's in a spot where he's in a part of, part of his career. I think the last four years I've got bounced in the first round and, you know, a huge part of why Terry Stotts was, you know, left, you know, no longer the head coach there. So we'll see who fills that role. But yeah, if, I, if I'm Demi, Demi Lillard, I'm thinking, we got to get guys now that, you know, legit all-star um, forwards um, and, sit, you know, cause the guard, the backwards set, but, you know, get, get an all-star center for power forward, small forward, anybody that can be that guy that's going to get them to just the second round. I mean, or, you know, let, let, you know, let's forget about the finals. They got to get past that first round again. Um, so, I mean, it, things got to happen quick for him. And I think if, I think also too, if he, if he's going to put hit, you know, if he's going to claim the loyalty, of the Portland fans, the, the, the organization's got to get him the help as well, too. You know, he can't waste his, waste his career like that. Um, you know, so I think a lot of stuff's going to happen, but I think that pursuit for Damian Lillard and purple and gold, I think that's going to be a real thing this off season. 
Yeah. If he, I mean, if they, I, I could definitely see that too, but I, if Rob, if Rob Polinka could pull it off without any draft picks equitable for them, uh, kudos, because I don't know how he's going to do it. Mm. Uh, it's going to really set the trailblazers back. Uh, they're they're really going to be called the trailblazers because they're going to be trailing in the standings every single season <laughs> without Dame, And it just seems like that that's going to be, it's that, that, that franchise is snake bitten, probably the two most snake bitten franchises in the NBA. Oh, maybe three, if we're counting the bucks, bucks, trailblazers, Clippers, definitely the three most snake bitten franchise in the NBA. Mm. So do you think that the Clippers guards are young, young core? Did they have any trade value with, you know, Kuzma, I feel like he, he kind of needs to lay low. Lay, oh, so, yeah. Sorry. sorry yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Do the Lakers Kuzma's trade value, I feel like went incredibly down this in this playoffs. And I don't know if you, if Schroeder, if you want to put Schroeder in the mix of that or KCP, I feel like Caruso, I feel like the Lakers would have to do a lot of sign trades because a lot of those guys can walk in free agency. So yeah, that's going to be tough to pull off. I don't know if the Lakers pull it off this year. I think they pull it off after this season and they get game and LeBron plays with an, who knows what who their point guard is going to be next season but i uh i don't think i i really do think that ad and dame could be swappable i mean Mm. they could really do a dame dame for ad trade oh would you want it would you want that though i I don't know if i love i love ad but he's injury prone and those problems are not going to go away and meanwhile you have one of the best superstar point guards in the nba uh yeah we mentioned how lebron wanted to play with steph earlier this yeah. season oh yeah yeah and that, that that could be the next best thing for him so i i really do think yeah. that uh um lebron kind of brings that idea to rob Polinka and they start to make moves but yeah yeah but that would be crazy that would be blockbuster for sure yeah definitely yeah. but we're out of time we'll have more content i don't know which what we're gonna do next We've been telling you guys we're going to have episodes the next week and then we don't do them the next week. So uh, we're going to have Hang more there, content. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, either either the Dagger React or uh, a full episode of the revamp coming to you next time. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the second round goes. If we if we see a if we see a really good Dagger this week, we, we might have to cop on for an emergency pod. But yeah uh yeah no we will definitely we'll have more content out soon so in the meantime thanks thanks so much for uh tuning into this quick quick episode of the dagger uh dagger react that is but uh thanks thanks so much for tuning in and uh we'll see you guys next time